the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I have this question for you today. Have you personally received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? You know, the interesting thing about the answer to that question is sometimes we don't know truly what our answer is. We're going to hear more about that question and how we can process the answer based on what we read in the book of John. Pastor Leighton Sheely is our teacher, and he's in the book of John, the sixth chapter. We're continuing there. This is an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and I encourage you to check out more about Church of the Highlands on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks again for joining us. Pastor Leighton picks up today uh, right around verse 45. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from the Father. He has seen the Father. Now, Jesus added that no one has seen the Father except the one who is from the Father. And you remember how this gospel began? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, face to face with God. And the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we learn that that Word is Jesus Christ. And because Jesus Christ was one with God face to face throughout all eternity, he can tell us things, he can reveal things about God that no one else can. Verse 47, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life that I, that I give for the life of the world is my flesh. So he uh, concludes this portion of the sermon by restating the truth that he is the bread of life, and then he contrasts himself with the manna of the wilderness, which was eaten, but those people died. You see, the entire nation of Israel ate manna as they crossed the wilderness. But not every person who crossed the wilderness and ate that manna is going to be seen in heaven. Not everyone who walked across that desert and enjoyed the benefits of God's blessing developed a personal relationship with God. They were just following the crowd. And there are people who come to church just following the crowd and don't develop a personal relationship with God. But when a person partakes of Jesus... That person will live forever. Verse 52, the Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. 
This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. And Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Now, what he says here uh, is very difficult for even Christians to understand without a high degree of spiritual insight. The early Christians were accused of cannibalism and eating human sacrifices when they gathered together for their Eucharistic celebrations, Eucharist uh, or communion celebrations. And missionaries who take the gospel into various parts of the world today have to be very careful about how they describe uh, the, the Lord's Supper when they use words that we take for granted, this is the Lord's body and this is Christ's blood. So it's not strange that Jesus would be met with some un- misunderstanding and criticism. Now, obviously, the Lord is not here talking about cannibalism when he spoke about eating his flesh. He was rather giving a physical illustration of a spiritual truth. And this great truth has lingered on through the centuries in the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. And there is opinion that is divided amongst Christians over the significance of Jesus' teaching in this passage. Now, the Eucharist, communion, and the Lord's Supper are our three titles that all refer to the same sacrament, but they're used in different uh, Christian traditions. The Roman Catholic Church appeals to this particular passage to support their teaching on the doctrine of transubstantiation. Now, transubstantiation is the teaching that the body and blood of Christ are literally, literally, present in the wine and the bread of the, of the communion. Now, the Lutherans have a variation of this teaching, which is called consubstantiation. Uh, and uh, the difference is basically when the elements become the literal body and blood of the Lord. Now, we at Highlands, we don't teach transubstantiation or consubstantiation. And, and, and there's a reason for this. Question, where was Jesus and what was he doing when he said, this is my body, this is my blood? Where he was was still in his body with the blood still going through his veins and he was holding elements and he said, this is my body, this is my blood. So then, was Jesus speaking Literally or figuratively? Figuratively. And that's why we teach communion figuratively and not literally at Church of the Highlands because that's the way Jesus taught it. Now, having said that, we don't teach against transubstantiation or consubstantiation because God can do anything. And if God chose to do that, then God could do that. There's another caution that we have when leaders of the church come and lead us in communion, and and that is not to use the word symbol, because the word symbol has a connotation that that is not part of a scriptural understanding. For instance, that flag right there is a symbol of the United States of America. But I think we all recognize that somebody can take that flag down and do all kinds of terrible things to it. 
and desecrate it in many fashions, and the flag is basically powerless. But the scriptures tell us that communion is not powerless, that if we desecrate communion, it can result in God's judgment. 1 Corinthians 11, 29 and 30 says, For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. And that's why many of you are weak and sick, and some have even died. And so although we don't teach that it becomes the literal body and blood, we don't teach that it's merely a symbol either. The early church fathers described communion as a divine mystery. And that's how we describe the communion as well. Now, there are many great scholars who do not believe this particular passage uh, is a direct reference to communion. And one of the evidences that they cite is the choice of word of Jesus was not soma, but sarx for flesh. Soma is translated body. In every other New Testament passage that deals explicitly with the matter of communion, the word soma is used, body, not sarx, flesh. So it suggests that Jesus here is not speaking of communion. He is speaking of salvation and eternal life. Another evidence to support this is that the verbs eat and drink are in the aorist tense, not the present tense. The aorist tense indicates a one-time event a one-time appropriation of Christ at salvation, not the continual eating and drinking of Christ, such as portrayed in some communions in some churches. Jesus then also repeats again here for the fourth time in this passage that Christ is going to raise up those on the last days. Now, to refuse the offer of Christ is to miss not only life in this world, but also life in the world to come. Whereas to accept his offer is to find real life, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Now, Pastor John MacArthur had, has some interesting connections about eating, some f- five parallels to appropriating spiritual truth. First, food is useless unless it's eaten. If you're just looking at it, it doesn't have any value. Merely looking at the truth, knowing about the truth, without acting on it, profits nothing. Second, eating is prompted by hunger. And there are some people who aren't hungry for righteousness. They're satiating themselves on their sinful behavior. But when God awakens them to their lost condition, then they hunger and thirst for righteousness, for forgiveness, and cleansing, and deliverance, and peace, and hope, and and love. And this drives them to want to partake of the bread of life. Third, The food that people eat becomes part of them. You know, people might admire Jesus and respect him, but it's not until they live for Jesus every day by faith that they become one with him. And then eating involves trust. I mean, how many of us would eat something we knew was poisonous or would hurt us? And so uh, the metaphor of eating the bread of life implies believing and receiving and accepting Jesus Christ as being healthy and good for us. And finally, eating is personal. You cannot eat for someone else, and they cannot eat for you. And every one of us must choose to eat 
the bread of life for ourselves, to receive Jesus Christ as our own personal Lord and Savior. So I have this question for you today. Have you personally received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Or are you, like the crowd that day, merely attracted by the prospect of personal benefit? Or, like the nation that went across the wilderness, are you just following the crowd to church? He who eats the bread which came down of heaven, out of heaven, will live forever. Well, we ended today right where we started, but like life, as it goes on, there was a whole bunch of stuff right in the middle there. And I hope it has certainly helped you process your answer to that question. This is a daily devotional visit from Church of the Highlands, led by our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely. Church of the Highlands is on the web at highlands.us. You can find out all about the church when you go to that website and more details about this particular radio outreach, which is listener-supported, by the way, uh, can be found on the web at studyversebyverse.com. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Be back tomorrow at this same time when we'll open the Word of God to the book of John once again and study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.